he's gay. I mean, he's gay, excuse me, he's blind. If you're at lunch, or if you have no appetite, now is a good time to switch off the radio. It will not be pleasant listening. Welcome to the Lawrence Ross Show. You sound a little taller on radio. A two-hour weekly exploration into the mind of a man who calls it like he sees it, but he can't see his audience. So what if I'm blind? At least I don't have to look at your ugly face. Want to interact with this fool? Too crazy for boys town. Too much of a boy for crazy town. Text the comment line 813-602-2715. Hope you enjoy the program because no refunds will be issued. And we'll do it live! The Lawrence Ross Show. Good evening, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Tonight is the final episode of 2020. Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. If you want, you can text 813-602-2715. Or you can send me a tweet. Twitter.com forward slash Blind Lawrence. Or you can just do at Blind Lawrence on Twitter. Hit me up there. I'll see it. Maybe. Gotta turn it up right here. There we go. I don't have a professional, like, I don't have a fader, so I pretty much got to do it uh, by hitting the buttons on the computer over here. But nevertheless, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, I want to say, uh, oh, man, just want to say thank you to everybody for checking out the program. Up to uh, 450, we're at 457, I'm at 457 Facebook likes again. Hold on, let me get my thing here. Where's my thing? No. I'll be that chief's thing later on. All right, here we go. Want to give an acknowledgement. Want to say thank you to somebody out there. Oh, my hand in my thing turned up. Try that again. Wait, uh, hold on. I got to get the thing turned up. There we go. Take three. Third time's the charm. Here we go. Thank you to Robert Fowler. Robert Fowler has liked the page. Thank you, sir. Much appreciated. And make sure that you tell all your friends and family about this program. And also, uh, for anybody who may have missed it, I am now selling masks and uh, neck gaiters currently at teespring.com forward slash COVID hyphen 19 hyphen combat. And you can uh, buy you can buy those. And I would like to say thank you to, well, so far there's only one person who has bought a mask, but I would like to say thank you. Uh, where's my thing? No, no, that's not it. There we go. There's the drop I was looking for. I probably should have that queued up a little bit. I should have these a little bit more queued up, more in the queue. All right. But uh, but anyway, I want to say thank you very much to <laughs> I know this sounds really strange for a radio guy to do this, but I want to say thank you, Mom, for buying one of my uh, COVID-19 masks. Thank you very much, Mom. When I was born, my mummy dunked me in a barrel of sugar. And the masks are only $19.99, and the neck gaiters are $27.99. So go out and buy them. I I mean, I'll say this. They make really good stocking stuffers. 
They make really good stocking stuffers, and so do the other things at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash LRWS. I think I'm probably going to keep all that stuff up, you know, just like as a, you know, as, 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 a, as, as, you know, as, as, a, as a remembrance as to what the old show was and to what the new show is going to be. You know, it's nice to have a little bit of both. People want to have the throwback, they can have the throwback, or if they want to get the new stuff, they can get the new stuff. And I got some ideas for some new stuff. This is where some of you folks will be coming in, hopefully. Hopefully you can help me out with this. Uh, but uh, just to remind everybody, uh, for if you missed it last week, I uh, just want to let you know that the gates are open. And if you would like to do imaging for this program, here's what you got to do. You got to send me an email, blindlawrence at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put imaging. Then that's how I'll know that you're interested in the imaging uh, process. I know there are some people who have been trying to uh, uh, go around a little bit, like in the comment section on Facebook. Yes, yes, I see what you're doing there. I appreciate your enthusiasm, but you got to do it the right way. You, this, this, is, this is the only way that I'm going to be doing it for now anyway. All right. I, 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 as, as much as I appreciate my Facebook friends out there, you know, I don't want to have, you know, I don't want to just be right out of the gate saying hey to the 10th person who comments you can do imaging for the show no this is the way that i'm doing it for the current time period i want to try to have this look as professional as humanly possible and i want to say thank you to one of my friends john who lives out in england uh he gave my information to uh, some people in uh i believe canada so we're going to see where that goes so who knows where this could be who knows maybe one year from now i won't be here in kansas maybe i'll probably be I don't know. Maybe I'll probably be in Alaska, uh, probably still with a COVID-19 mask going on. Probably, I don't know, probably watching the sunset. I don't know. Who knows where I'll, who knows where I'll be a year from now? Who knows where I'll be maybe three months from now? Who knows? I don't know. I just hope I'm out of Kansas before I'm 35, folks. I just can't take it. Can't take it anymore, folks. Can't do it. <clears throat> But at any rate, ladies and gentlemen, want to say thank you very much for tuning into the program tonight. Uh, going to be doing a year in review of uh, sorts, and it's going to it's it's going to combine a lot of different elements here. Uh, going to go, I guess you could say, chronologically with the uh, program. So uh, January, this past January was something because I debuted a song that I wrote about eHarmony, the online dating company, which. I have expressed countless times on my social media platforms that I do not trust them. I do not like them. And especially after my experience, for any of the new listeners out there who may have missed it, I will gladly explain what happened. I signed up for eHarmony.com back in July of 2018, and I signed up with the auspice that this might be a perfect thing. This might be the end of my search. This might be the part of my life where I will connect with somebody and will be able to take the conversation past just, okay, I like you, I like you, let's go out and get a bite to eat. Hopefully, something would connect and somebody would have taken me out on a date. Well, I had, well, I had that account for almost a year. About 360-some days. And when all was said and done, when all was said and done, ladies and gentlemen, 
I received a lot of rejection. I received a lot of conversations that would start and then it would stop. And then I would receive moments where I'd be browsing the profile and right in the middle of browsing the profile, I get the notification. Uh, she's moved on, but don't worry, you can continue. So basically, my batting average on eHarmony.com is currently this. Zero point zero. I'm swinging for the fences. Swinging for the fences, and nobody's getting me out of the batting cage, evidently. So, that wasn't the worst part of it. The worst part of it, at least for me, was when I called the cancel... And they showed me their true colors, folks. They showed me that they're nothing but a bunch of... Now, this is my opinion. I, Lawrence Ross, think that eHarmony.com is a website ran by greedy, money-hungry son-of-a-bitches. Every last stinking one of them. Because they're willing to put profit over people's emotions. They don't care if Bob meets Cindy and they go out to the, you know, they go out to a beach one evening and they met on eHarmony.com and three years into their relationship, they got married at, you know, in, in Cancun, Mexico with a happy family. No, they don't give a crap, nor do they give a crap if somebody joins their website, signs up for a year, gets nothing and then calls to cancel. They don't care about them as a person. All they want is their money. Because when I call to cancel, I get this from the representative on the other end. She gives me this business. She goes, well, Mr. Ross, what we can do is we can, what you can do is you can sign up for a month and you can use the same perks that you have now using the same email address. After that, it will be $39.99 a month. What do you think about that, sir? Are you interested? And I'm thinking to myself, shouldn't I be getting some sort of uh, like a reduced rate, not increased rate? Because I did the math. And according to my calculations, I paid $167 for a year. So there's that. So there's like 13 bucks. There's, there's, so it's about $13.90 a month. Then you take a look at what they were offering next. $39.99 a month. That's an increase of $26.09. That is a that that's a really big percentage jump. So you got 167 for that for a whole year. Then you do the math in regards to what they were going to offer me. 39.99 times 12 months, that equates to about $479, give or take. That's an increase of $312 roughly. That is a roughly 34% increase. That would be $26 extra that I would be paying to receive nothing. So you can see exactly why I think it would not be worth it at all to want to sign up for this company. And I wrote a song about it, something I was uh, toying with uh, initially, and then I revisited it. Then I decided I might as well go ahead and do it. It's uh, E-Harmony's song. It's the tune of uh, Take It Easy by the Eagles. And I'll be back after this.
It's the Lawrence Ross Show. Stand by. In my apartment all alone, scrolling on my iPhone, looking for a nice woman online. My profile's boring, at me they're just snoring, why is this an uphill climb? E-harmony, e-harmony. Man, this site wouldn't even let me drive Miss Daisy. They moved on, man, not again. I can't take all this rejection. I only want just one woman. E-harmony. Well, I'm just passing on the sofa deep in a root beer coma. It's such a sad sight to see. There's no girls, my lord. I'm feeling really bored. I hope the 40-year-old virgin ain't me. Come on, ladies. Someone date me. I hope I'm not sounding like a charity. Dr. Neil Clark Warren. I really think he is a sham. I think that whole damn site's a scam. E-harmony. My apartment all alone, scrolling on my iPhone, looking for a nice woman online. Looking for a lover, but I feel like a sucker. Online dating is overhyped. E-harmony, e-harmony. Man, the site wouldn't even let me drive Miss Daisy. Come on, ladies, someone date me. If you get me out the friend zone, then you'll be gravy. There it is. Hope you all enjoyed that. That was my take on uh, the Eagles. Take it easy. Song about eHarmony. I'll tell you one of the uh, more interesting stories that I had from that site, and that is that uh, one particular match, even though I set the thing to local matches, they sent me somebody who lived in Nigeria. But I did not respond to it, and I really don't think it would have gone anywhere to begin with. But I was thinking, like, had that gone somewhere, I don't think it would have. I don't think it would have gone past any anything really. I just I don't know because I'm I'm a little leery in regards to anything that comes from Nigeria these days because of you know those whole phishing scams we all had to deal with back in the late 90s early 2000s almost everybody got those emails sent to the effect of i am a nigerian prince you know i am a nigerian prince my father was a strong man but he was killed in the jungle 
He had $8 million. Please wire $200,000 and I will send you the rest of the money. Yeah, sure you will. <laughs> sure you will. So why should I trust an online dating profile from Nigeria? I mean, what's going to happen next? Am I going to wake up in a bathtub sans a kidney? Which, by the way, that's never happened before. No one has ever gone on a business trip. They wake up in a hotel room. Their kidney is gone. They're in an ice tub. Uh, uh, they're in a bath full of ice. And on the lipstick, it says, uh, and on the mirror in lipstick, it says, call 911. That's never happened. All right. That, that's an urban legend. It's, it's, it's a bunch of hooey. It never happened. So we can all rest easy in regards to that. Uh, also, well, you know, I figured I'd go ahead and just roll this because it is, you know, it's, it's, it's the holiday season. It's the spirit of gift giving. And, uh, for anybody who may be a little late to the program, just to give you a brief recap as to what it was, uh, uh, some of the contributors on the show. One of the contributors is a woman named Marcy, who is always welcome on the program. And, uh. So I met Marcy on Facebook in 2019 in March. Uh, found her on the official Trisha Paytas Facebook page. She had posted something nice. And uh, uh, what was a picture, oddly enough? She posted a picture, but that wasn't what drew me in. What drew me in was that she had the top fan icon. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Someone who really enjoys what Trisha does. That's cool. Always nice to find somebody in the community. And I sent her a, a friend request. She wrote, uh, she sent, uh, and, and she said yes. And then we started clicking Pretty quickly in regards to our love of radio and this, that, and the other. So, just to give you a brief recap, when I saw Trisha in Kansas, one of the things that she had available for people who were willing to pay for it was something called the Glitter Bitch Box, which was a uh, like a glam box that she did back in the day. It had all this all this stuff in it. Like there's like a there's like a mask. There's a uh, there, there's like rose quartz. There's uh, there's popcorn. There's a wallet. There's there's like a. I honestly don't know what all's in there. All I know is when I got the box. All I know is when I got it, I decided, well, my Christmas shopping is done for the year, and I was thinking about sending it to Marcy anyway because she, because 2019 was a very rough year for her. Uh, I won't get into it, but with this being the holiday season, I figure you know we should you know we we sh- we should be happy. We should be thankful for the things that we have: family, friends, our neighbors, coworkers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Let's get some joy back in here, man. Let's let's try and think as positive as humanly possible. Let let's let's try and follow Marcy's example here. This is a message she left for me about a year ago, when she initially got the package. And she made a really cute YouTube video where it was her opening up the box and just going, oh my gosh, I can't believe you sent me that. That is so awesome. So anyway, here's her message. Here's her message of gratitude. Hi, Lawrence. It's Marcy. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you got me a glitter bitch box. Like, I am shaking right now. I am so, so humbled and excited and I can't believe... Like, that's the best gift I've ever gotten, ever. Like, you are the most thoughtful, bestest friend ever. Thank you so, so much. God, I'm just, I wish I had something to give you this year, but it's okay. I'll make up for it in the upcoming 2020, I promise. But um, I'm, like, shaking. I'm so excited. I made a video. I'm trying to put it together now of the unboxing, so um, I didn't. 
I'm not very good at that right now. I'm not very good at positioning the camera. I was just like screaming on it, but I'm going to try to put it together and, and post it. But I just want to say thank you so much. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Like, wow. Wow. I, I've been really down, to be honest, the last few weeks. It's been really rough just leaving my husband and going through all that and staying in a shelter, like, moving states. It's been really difficult um, and kind of under the weather last week or so, but um, wow, this made up for it. Like, this has made my fucking life. Thank you so much. I'm, like, crying right now. Thank you so, so much. As you know, like, I just, you know how much I love Trisha as well as you do. So, like I said, if I weren't for her, we wouldn't have met. So, thank you so much. Like, I can't even tell you how excited I am. So, thank you so much. God bless you so much. Thank you. 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 Oh, and I can't wait to listen to Phil Henry's um, CD too. I'm gonna pop that in right now. Okay. I hope you're having a good day. Thank you so much for making my days brighter. I really, really appreciate it, Lawrence. Most thoughtful thing. Okay. Whew. Okay. Bye. Whatever time she said thank you in that one message, my gosh. <laughs> well, to you, Marcy, I say thank you very much for enjoying it and thank you for that nice message. So there we go. The thank you count has increased by two tonight at the moment. Anyway, so let's see. So there really isn't all that much to really, you know review all that much except for that you know this was the year of the pandemic and it has really has just changed a lot of things and i'm really hoping that we get back to what we used to do very soon uh i know i would like to go out to a restaurant and not have to wear a mask i know i would like to well just basically do anything and not to wear a mask because it kind of looks like from an outsider's perspective i'm pretty sure wonder if someone's totally unaware of what's happening and do they see everybody in masks and is it like do they go oh gosh did the bank inv- uh, uh, did the bank robbers take over or something like that so it looks like, looks like we're all getting ready to rob a bank or something do like a left Hansa heist or something like that I don't know but I would like to share this with you this is from an artist called Dorothy Scott and uh, the mute and uh, the lyrics are written by one of my uncles a guy named Jan Yes, it's his name. And uh, he actually, back in the day, back in the 90s, he used to do voiceover work for like Tio Edge RC. He was that guy who would go, Tio Edge RC, Edge Runner, do sick twit, do sick tris, tricks, flips and twists, 360 degrees, on road, off road, no road. Batteries not included, so I'm really quiet. That whole thing. He did that. But he also uh, he's also written some tunes over the years, and this is one of them. This is a, this is a song he wrote called "We Let the Dream Slip Away." So here you go. This is in regards to uh, the pandemic, and then on the other side, I'm probably going to talk a little bit more. And then I'll uh, uh, then I got uh, I got a couple of uh, pandemic related uh, tunes I'd like to play for y'all. But first, here but in the practice of ladies first, <clears throat> but in the practice of ladies first. Here is Dorothy Scott with We Let the Dream Slip Away. Music and lyrics by Jan Ross.
this way How did we stray so far Like a child that's lost their way What goes up doesn't always come down What was once my favorite place it's now a forsaken town on the edge of disgrace.
is. That is We Let the Dreams Slip Away on the Lawrence Ross Show. That was by Dorothy Scott with music and lyrics by Mr. Jan Ross. So there you are with that. Hope you all enjoyed that one. That one's not on iTunes, so I don't know how else to. <laughs> I think you got to go to artists. I think the website is artists working from home or artists working at home.com. One of those websites. Uh, one of those. Try artists working from home.com. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I probably messed the name up, but. Just uh, it 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 go check it out. It's it's a beautiful song. It's it's a great. I enjoyed it, and uh, I've done a couple of tunes about the uh, pandemic. I've actually done three, but I'm not going to play one of them because I think it's a little. I don't. Know, I think it's a little excessive, and it's uh, comes across as very uh, paranoid. Uh, but it was my feelings about six months into the pandemic because it just seemed to just keep going on and on. Now I'm having a little bit, now I'm having a little bit more hope, but we just have to wait for it. But I wrote this first song. This is one that I was uh, toying around with uh, about seven, six, seven months ago, whenever this was, I was at work and I was just uh, doing my job and in my head pops in battle him of the Republic Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Something in that. And then I start I start thinking about the pandemic and how it's basically screwed everything up. And well, this came out of it. And actually, uh, I recorded this while I was waiting for my laundry, oddly enough. One, one day I was waiting for my laundry to get done. And it was taking longer than usual. To give you an idea as to how long this was, how late this was in the day. This was recorded at about 8, 8.30 at night on Flag Day. So here is a, uh, here's, here's a song I wrote called Fucking Corona. It's to the tune of the Battle Hymn of the Republic. And then right after that, immediately after that, I have uh, my version of Yesterday, which deals with the uh, pandemic. So it's a double shot. So here you go. It's Fucking Corona followed by Yesterday COVID-19 version on the Lawrence Ross Show. Back after this. Stand by. This damn coronavirus has been around for too long. Can't relax on the patio or mow the fucking lawn. Hindsight's 2020, but I think all our hopes are gone. This shit keeps dragging on. Fuck, 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 fucking corona. Fuck, 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 fucking corona. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. This shit keeps dragging on. As the days crawl by, we wonder, will this shit ever end? When can we have a pool party with our neighbors and friends? I want to go to Taco Bell or Applebee's again. This shit keeps dragging on. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. 
fuck, 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 fucking Corona. This shit keeps dragging on. Our bank accounts got slightly bigger, so that doesn't suck. But the checks came from the government, they're all a bunch of schmucks. In solidarity, we scream, you incompetent fucks. This shit keeps dragging on. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. This shit keeps dragging on. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. This shit keeps dragging on. Yesterday, when we used to go outside and play, the pandemic has us locked away. Oh, take me back to yesterday, quarantine. Everything is on my iPhone screen. Here's a cure tiger blood from Charlie Sheen. No, he might have COVID-19. Man, this is so long. We wonder when it will pass. Trump and Fauci blab, but their heads are up their asses. Yesterday, when we used to hang and celebrate, no poon tank, so we all just masturbate. Oh, take me back to yesterday. We all wear these masks I wonder is a bank getting robbed when this is all done can a girl please give me a blowjob yesterday we would always hang around and play the pandemic has us locked away oh take me back to yesterday the lawrence ross show thank you for tuning in everybody hope you like those tunes and uh both those tunes are available within the podcast section on iTunes and Spotify. Just search the Lawrence Ross Show, and there it is. That's how you can check it out. Now, earlier in the program, I talked about something I'd like uh, the audience to help me out with. I talked a little bit about the uh, imaging, how to do it, how to properly submit your stuff. 
uh, well, you don't have to submit an audio file. Just write to me and let me know that you're, that you're interested. BlindLawrence at gmail.com. would love to hear from you out there, people. Anybody can, uh, anybody can do this. I mean, you don't have to have any experience whatsoever, all right? And, uh, you know, for those who are interested, I mean, I'd love to work with y'all in any capacity. It'll be good. We, we, can, we can work something out. It'll be good. All right. Now, uh, getting to the other thing that I want to do uh, sometime in the next year is I would like to learn how to caption a photo. Now, I'm not talking about just going to my iPhone and writing some text on a photo, which that, that could be something, but I want to try and branch out and make as many different products as humanly possible as Teespring will let me. And uh, hopefully with your support, I'll be able to uh, get a little extra money so I can get out of Leavenworth, Kansas, because this is not where I want to be in my current life. And I'm looking to get out. I'm looking to establish a following and they can only start by your participation, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what you have to do. Just make sure that it's, in, you know, within the, uh, you know, with, with you know, make, make sure that it's legal. All right. Like if, if you, uh, like if you have one of the shirts, if you have a mug or something like that, just, just don't do anything ridiculous with it. Just promote it properly and hopefully somebody will notice. <laughs> That's pretty much all I can tell you because I honestly don't know. I'm not exactly sure how I get the, uh, you know, I'm not sure exactly because, because, because not a lot of people, because no one's ever said, Hey man, I was just jumping through the station and found you one night. I've never heard that, but, uh, at any rate, anyway, let's get some happy stuff going here, folks. Uh, 2020, as we all know, had a lot of, had a lot of really rough parts in it. But there was some good stuff that happened. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't all horrible. You just had to really sift through all the crap to get to the good stuff. And this this happened about a month or so before the pandemic really started rolling through town. R- really started just blanketing the blanketing the globe. But well, let's let's go back. We're uh, going back to Sunday, January nineteenth. When it was announced that the Kansas, when it was announced the Kansas City Chiefs would be going to the big game, and here is Mitch Holt, Mitch Holstis, Mitch Holtis, no Mitch Holt, Holt Holstis, that's his name, Holstis. Here he is with the call of the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. Hail, hail to the King of the Chiefs Kingdom forever, because today the team that Lamar Hunt has just won Lamar Hunt's trophy in the stadium that was Lamar Hunt's dream. Kansas City is the AFC champion. They are headed to Miami for Super Bowl 54. Final score, Kansas City 35, Tennessee 24. And the Capital Federal Postgame Report begins after this on the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. The feed courtesy from 101 the Fox or maybe it was Kansas City Chiefs radio.com or it was it was there was some sort of Kansas City Chiefs affiliation there. Uh well, so 2 weeks later, the big game happened. San Francisco, Kansas City in beautiful Miami, Florida. 
I got a couple of clips from the game. I only got three. I got I got one where Frank Clark goes on the defensive and tackles somebody. I got I got Williams scoring the last touchdown, and then I got the announcement that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. So here we go. This is in the fourth quarter, and the uh, well, let's listen to this. Here we go. Garoppolo in the pocket. He's being hit. He's being wrapped up. He's being throws the ball away. It'll be an illegal touch if nothing else. It'll go as a sack. Frank the Shark Clark. Frank the Clark Shark. Frank the Shark Clark got him in his grasp. Man, he's just going nuts in that. He's he's going nuts. He's he's screwing his head up in that booth. I love it. <laughs> love it. That's awesome. Gotta love the passion. He kind of has the same passion that uh, Dave uh, that Dave Michigan has whenever he calls the lightning games. And I'll be getting into him in a little bit because I got something. Because uh, 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 I got something from him, and then I got some stuff about the Tampa Bay, and then it's gonna roll nicely in the Tampa Bay Lightning thing. But anyway, here we go. Here is uh, Williams. Damian Williams. Damian Williams, who, by the way, is on the injured reserve list for this week. Uh, I don't know if he's on the injured reserve list, but uh, um, uh, he's not playing this week. They're playing against Miami, so that, that's that's going to be something. And I think the Chiefs are going to win it. So anyway, here we go. This is uh, Damian Williams scoring the last touchdown in Super Bowl 54. Here we go. Damian Williams trying to get to the edge. Breaks a tackle. 35, 30. Damian Williams, 20. Stays in bounds. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Kansas City. Damian Williams runs to immortality and will be remembered forever in the Chiefs kingdom. A 38-yard touchdown run, and the Chiefs lead 30 to 20. Man. Sounds like his heart's going to give out in any minute, man. He's really getting into it. He, he loves it. And uh, I will say I was listening to the game on the radio, and I was just going nuts. I was jumping around the apartment going, yeah, 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 yeah. We got it. We got it. We got it, baby. We got it. And sure enough, when the clock hit double zeros on that fateful night, February 2nd, 2020, here's what it sounded like. The game is over, and the Chiefs' kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. Final score, Kansas City 31, San Francisco 20. So there you go, man. I love that. Just love that. Love that energy. Love the energy that he always brings, man. He's he's great at it, man. He's great. So that was one good thing that happened this year in the world of sports. Another really awesome thing that happened <clears throat> is uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. If anybody follows this show or follows me on social media, you know that one of my big passions is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, and they won the Stanley Cup this year, second time for them in franchise history, so congratulations to them. Here are three clips that I've melded together. First, you're going to hear the last 10, 15 seconds of the game. You'll hear Dave Michigan screaming his head off when the Tampa Bay Lightning win the Cup. Then you're going to hear Victor Hedman being presented with the MVP trophy, and then you're going to hear when the Lightning get presented with the Stanley Cup and the cup goes to the captain, number 91, Steven Stamkos. So, here it is. Hope you enjoy this little montage. Rebound, Radulov by the net. Right circle, Haskin, and right point, Klingberg shoots. Block! It's out of the zone! It's in the neutral zone! Eight seconds left! Barkley Goodrow after it! 
shoots wide, right of the open net. Time ticks down. The Lightning win the Stanley Cup. They have reached the top of the mountain. They are the Stanley Cup champs. Wow. That's all I can say is wow. That guy, by the way, saying all I can say is wow is a guy named Phil Esposito. He's a former player uh, turned uh, commentator. So he has a lot of insight. So I figured I'd just go and just explain who that was. Anyway, here we go. And say as well, what a job by these guys. To be in this place at this time under these circumstances is remarkable and frankly overwhelming. It's a testament to everybody that participated in our return to play. And it's a testament to a great Stanley Cup final from the Tampa Bay Lightning and Dallas Stars. The Conn Smythe Trophy is awarded to the MVP of the playoffs. Frankly, all of the players who participated should feel like MVPs. But there's one Conn Smythe winner with 10 goals, third all-time on a playoff run for a defenseman, Victor Hedman. There's no harder championship to win. The gauntlet that you have to run to hoist this trophy is unbelievable. And never more unbelievable than this year. These guys have been away from home for more than two months. This has been the ultimate team effort. This Stanley Cup run will go down in the record books as perhaps the hardest run of all times. You guys should all be incredibly proud. This has been an amazing accomplishment. It is my honor to present the Stanley Cup to Stephen Stamkos. Man, and you know, be, being a Tampa Bay Lightning fan for as long as I have, I'll never forget the very first, one, one of the moments that really cemented my fandom. Not that I wasn't into them already, but I mean, I, I would love to listen to the games on the radio and uh, always greet your Dave just going nuts and just having a ball in the booth. But I'll never forget, I actually attended Game 7 back when the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Calgary Flames to win the Stanley Cup for the first time. It was Monday, June 7th, 2004. And and I know this because it was the Monday after Ronald Reagan had passed away. Because they had a moment of silence for him. and, uh, And it was all over the news. Over the weekend, of course, or for that particular weekend, it was, and uh, it was it was just well, I think well, I think it probably would have uh, stuck with me regardless as to when it took place. But it was just so great to actually be at the game, and at the time, uh, Brooke Hogan sang the national anthem for both America and Canada. She did a great job with those. And during the first period intermission, uh, me and the party who I was with, we actually went to the. Uh, little area and there uh and there was hulk hogan and the family just hanging out and it was happier days back then it was much happier days at least for them anyway this was about two years before the sex tape so <laughs> everything was all fun back then but now it's totally different but i digress but yeah but it was so cool being in that same room and the energy in that room was just going nuts and i can only imagine what would it, what it would have been like had everything had we not had to deal with this pandemic for the year, basically, what would it have been like? What would we like? 
would the energy have been at the same level had this happened, say, in June? It probably would have, but it's just so strange that it happened in late September. <laughs> so that's kind of wild. Now on to this real quick. This is something Thomas sent me. This is uh, Pat McAfee. This is him reacting to something happened at a high school football game. High school football player gets ejected, and then he just plows the ref over. So here's Pat's take on that. One of the wildest things I've seen in a long, long time. There's a ref that says, basically the video that captivated the internet was a ref is on the screen and he goes, he has been disqualified or whatever. So he obviously just kicked somebody out. And then classic high school football, the panning and the viewing and the zooming is always real rigid and rough and it's not good at all because they're learning, you know, everybody's learning and everything like that. And you kind of, the ref leaves the, the frame for a little bit. Then all of a sudden you hear crowd start to make some noise and then the camera operator incredible job of zooming out and moving back over to the ref with the noises and all of a sudden out of the middle of nowhere boom ref gets absolutely slaughtered by one of the players now since learning about this i guess the kid that did the thing is like a all state or all area what is he digs it was just up on the screen i believe it's all district or whatever last year Oh, district player. He got two personal fouls, one for a late hit on the passer and then one for an unsportsmanlike conduct. So he gets ejected in this playoff game. And upon learning that he was disqualified, obviously he gets very pissed off to the point that refs or his coaches couldn't hold him back or his teammates. He does a probably 30-yard sprint into the middle of the field. And I know that the field is 53 and a third yards wide, but it wasn't on a straight angle. So it was about 30 yards at an angle a little bit. And he just hits this ref. Ref goes is flying the kid has no helmet on the ref obviously doesn't have a helmet on and that video was maybe the most wild thing i have ever seen out of a high school football game and on the internet the way the internet operates obviously there are some people that want to bat for this kid i'd like to let you know that anybody that wants to bat for this kid you're a fucking stooge like this is not something you do although there are very terrible refs out there you can't put your hands on an official it is the sanctity of the sport basically not to brutalize her. I mean, he absolutely oh, yeah. slaughtered him. It was, like a, it was like a chest shot almost, like an up and lift. And then he's like, he's not going back for more. He kind of jogs away. The opposing team tries to figure out whether or not they should protect the ref. And they're like, well, this guy kind of hasn't helped us out either. So they don't know what to do. <laughs> There's people on the internet defending this kid. This is the defense for this kid. He is a kid which we have to remember, okay? He's a teenager. He has not become an adult. His brain is not fully functioning. Obviously, there's some more problems in his life if he has no care to just go and absolute mollywop a damn ref, okay? So there's obviously a lot bigger problems. That is the only defending of this is that he is- Hang on a second, hang on a second. I've, I've never heard the one, mollywomp? Hang on, I'll hear that one again. That's kind of cute. Is that a damn ref? Okay, so they're ready wop, a slow molly wop, a damn ref. <laughs> molly wop. It's kind of cool. Okay, so there's obviously a lot bigger problems. That is the only defending of this is that he is. Other than that, that is not something anybody should think is cool. That is not something anybody should do. That should never happen, no matter how terrible refs are. That is not something that happens in our sport, in our game. I assume this is going to end up in a courtroom. There's going to be an entire situation around this. Ad now, hold on a second. I, I, 
I, I think Pat's a little off on this. I don't think it's going to be like a courtroom kind of a thing. I think it would just be a simple case of, hey, this kid knocked, hey, this kid plowed into me at reckless speed. So I had to do what I had to do as a referee. I had to, you know, I, I ejected him and he just plows into me. That was his response. And, uh, you know, let's just, you know, let's not, let's not make a federal case out of this. He's only a high schooler. Let, let's, let's not, let's, let's not condemn him. Let's, let's, let's not, let's not just like jump down his throat and like, levy him with a lawsuit no we should you know just tell him hey look don't do that again you're acting like a little you know you know you're acting a little crazy you got to settle down you got to think about the integrity of the sport the integrity of your teammates the integrity of the coaches the refs and all the spectators there and you also got to think about your school and your future anyway continuing there should be and this kid's gonna have to learn a very tough lesson from this thing emmanuel duran who's also their kicker and their punter down there at edinburgh high school in texas it's just one of those things where we have to remember he's a teenager okay that is something we have to remember and there's some hot-headed we all had teammates or or friends that were hotheads and idiots in high school that have grown into adults and been able to learn from situations like this that's the only thing that should be said aside from this was terrible for the sport of football is not good obviously for edinburgh high school or anything in there it's not good for him his family and that just can't happen no it can't but the only thing i gotta disagree with is the courtroom thing i don't think it's gonna go to court I don't think it is. It doesn't seem like the kind of case that would go to court. It would just seem a little crazy. All right. Well, that rep, Well, that rounds up the first hour of the program. And coming up on the second half of the program, I'm going to be playing. Uh, well, let's see. I got uh, I got two Hanukkah songs from Adam Sandler all racked up. I got a radio history. And I have something that will diverge from radio history, but kind of lead into something that uh, happened. And, uh, well, let's just, well, just sit back and enjoy this musical interlude. And then, uh, well, be back after this. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. This is the Lawrence Ross Show. This show is about making the people happy while you enjoy whatever has been selected for the great. Lawrence is stepping away from the microphone to fill up on his leftover Taco Bell. Nobody going to bathroom for about 35 minutes. The Lawrence Ross Show will return after this. Hey, why 
want to be a part of the program, text the comment line 813-602-2715, and maybe the host of the show will come out of his root beer haze to actually read your comment. Ain't nobody got time for this. This is the Lawrence Ross Show. Now back to our regular programming. Hello darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping. The Lawrence Ross Show. RazRadioLive.com. How you doing tonight? Want to explain to you the reason why I haven't said our other affiliate, the other affiliates, no name network.net and uh, radiochaos.net. Uh, nothing has happened between uh, those affiliates, just to let you know that we have had that uh, both websites have experienced uh, server is- uh, have experienced issues with the streaming. So I hope to be back on those platforms uh, sooner than later. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see how that goes. Now, now I'd like to play for you guys. Well, I'd like to explain to you guys some of the new imaging that I've done for this program. So, I'm just I'm just going to replay, well, yeah, I'm just going to play the going into break and going out of break and I'll explain I'll explain I'll explain everything cuz I don't replay in the intro again. I mean, I'll get to the intro. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll probably explain the intro some other day. Because, I don't know, it just, I don't know, it, 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 it seems kind of silly for me to all of a sudden hit the intro and then talk about it again, you know, it's like, I'll just like, you know, if, if, if anybody asks, you know, then maybe I'll probably address it, but until then, I just want to explain the uh, image, these two imaging pieces that I made uh, over the week, but I've made some other ones, but uh, uh, but these are just two of the new ones. Uh First, I'll tell you exactly how I did this. I went to YouTube and I typed in, uh, I think I typed in like radio imaging sounds and a whole bunch popped up. Like there was this one video that had like three minutes of stuff. So I listened to that and I, and I pawed through it and I picked out the selections that I liked. And well, uh, here's here's what it came out. Here's what one of them sounded like. No, oh, hang on a second. I didn't have that turned up. Hold on. Jeez. Okay, hang on. I got to get this turned up. There we go. Okay, here we go. This show is about making the people happy while you... Okay, stand by. This show is about making... Okay, and the music you're hearing in the background is Shoots and Ladders by Korn. I just, I, I like, I like the, uh, the, uh, the tempo, the melody of it. So it's, it, and, and it's, it's re- really easy to, uh, ease, easily loop and make it sound very, uh, seamless as the, as the track plays in the background the people happy while you enjoy whatever has been selected for the great Lawrence is stepping away from the microphone to fill up on his leftover taco bell nobody going to bathroom for about 35 45 minutes <laughs> the Lawrence Ross show will return after this and that clip of the guy saying nobody go to the bathroom next 35 45 minutes that's from Friday and 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 that and that and the little and the little that's actually part of the clip that starts off that promo because I, 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 li- I liked it so much. I'm like, eh, I'm going to use the build up part as like the intro. Then I'm going to throw some music behind it. Then I'm going to go back, copy, paste, boom, boom, boom. There you go. So this is, this is what I made for the, uh, the outro. So stand by. I'll explain everything in that one. 
Want to be a part of the program? Text the comment line 813-602-2715 and maybe the host of the show will come out of his root beer haze to actually read your comment. Ain't nobody got time for this! This is the Lawrence Ross Show. Now back to our regular programming. That is, uh, the music in the background is called Wagons, Wa- Wagon Wagons by Insane Clown Posse. And that clip of the person saying, anybody got time for that? That, that, that was this woman, I think her name was Sweet, George, uh, Sweet Georgia Brown or something like that. She was talking about an apartment fire and she was talking about how she had laryngitis and she just said during her uh, televised interview, she said, anybody got time for that? So, something about like running around and stuff. I, I honestly don't remember all that much. But it, it, but it just has all of a sudden just been like this popular thing people say when they don't have time for anything or whatever it might be. <clears throat> so, yeah, that is what that is. So let's see here. What do I want to play next? See, do I want the Christmas jokes now or well, no, actually, you know, I could get into this. I, I do have a brand new uh, radio history uh, sweeper. So here we go. Get on the microphone in a serious manner. The Howard Stern Show. Hey now. The Phil Hendry Show. I love laundry. And all the other radio shows in between. Have a bad night. (laughs) It's time for Radio History with Lawrence Ross. All right, so here we go. We're going back to 1996 for this one on the Phil Hendry Show. Uh, Back in December of that year, there were stories about what's known as the Cabbage Patch Snack Attack doll. Now, Cabbage Patch, it was like a little doll that little girls and, you know, little girls would play with and things of that nature. And in like 1996, they, they, they created something called the Cabbage Patch Snack Attack doll. And the way that thing would work is uh, you'd feed it these little plastic french fries and it would eat them to an extent, swallow them. And then it would come out in this little bag thing and you get to feed it all over again so basically it was kind of like i guess you could say it was kind of like a precursor to what we would call a mukbang as the kids call it <laughs> so there you go with that um so phil hendry's uh character harvey wireman one of his many characters harvey wireman is based on his dad actually he's a lawyer and in this cut from 1997 he's on to talk about from the 97 cd still on the air which is at philhendryshow.com in the uh, digital download section. Uh, not a paid endorsement. Not sponsored by Phil. Just want to give him the plug. Want to give him the love. And then. Uh, so yeah. It's cut number nine on the album. And in this excerpt. Harvey is on to talk about the Cabbage Patch case. And well. This is it, uh, this is his stance on it. <laughs> ah, darn it. I went back too far. Anyway. Okay. Take two. Take two. Uh, I did not mean to play that. That, that, that was something I attached to the end of the radio history thing, just so I could illustrate my point of how the Cabbage Patch Snack Attack doll is like a 90s, it's like a 90s mukbang, basically, and it went back too far. Anyway, here we go. I don't believe any of this. You don't believe any of it? No, I think it's a load of crap. You've got an august organization like the Associated Press, and you have the Boston Globe, and you've got Phil Henry there on KFI buying this load of crap, as I'm sure most of your listeners have. All right, so I don't want to give away too much else. I'll just say that wait until you hear it. It turns out really funny. Uh, there's there's a lot of yelling. I'll just say that. There's a lot of yelling, and it's it's just it's, it's really funny. It, it provides a really funny visual. And uh, so that is off of, as I said, Phil's 1997 album, Still on the Air, which 
I could probably get into. Yeah, I'll get to that little. Okay, I'll have to remind that. Okay, uh, I'll have to do that some other day. Maybe I'll. I don't know, maybe I'll probably do a whole show one day talking about Phil's uh, discography or maybe his uh, body work. I mean, we've had him on the show. I mean, if, I mean, he's been on the show three times. Why not? Just an idea. Just an idea for 2021. Uh, but anyway, so that's that excerpt. Now, I, now I'm going to go to this excerpt, and this is kind of cool living, in, living where this happened and knowing that a nas- national media would cover it. So back in the day... Growing up in Florida, there's there's this sports station still around. Six million WDAE, the sports animal, the sports animal, and one of their uh, personalities was a guy named Steve Dumick. He was known as the Big Dog. Now, admittedly, when I was growing up, I wasn't too fond of his rhetoric a lot. There were often times where we'd, where my dad would be listening to the radio, and my dad would more often than not turn it off and go, "This guy's an asshole today." And a lot of times he really was like, he would say stuff that wouldn't make a lot of sense. As a matter of fact, one time my dad and I were listening to him and I kid you not, they let the word shit go through over the airwaves. Like he was talking about something, he was talking about something and he said, and he said shit, but they didn't beep it. Not at all. And no one complained, which I kind of think explains why on his show later on down the line, he would always say bull spit. Like he'd be talking about something, like like he'd be talking about like Tampa versus St. Louis, and there was a bad play on the field. The following day, he'd come on his show and he'd say, "Gang, that play that John Gruden ran against St. Louis at the forty-five yard line, complete bull spit. Shouldn't have been done. Should not have been done, gang. Telling you, big doomic. But actually, met him one time. Me and my dad met him, and uh, he was nice to us, and we were nice to him. We were kissing his ass. We're like, "Hey, man, you all the time." He's like, "Thank you, man. Thank you, guys." I mean, in all fairness, I mean, he had to get back to work, so it's not like he could hang around and just like shoot pool with us or anything. You know, he had stuff he had to do. We had stuff we had to do. So, but anyway, in two thousand nine, uh, Joe Paterno called into the show, and uh, he didn't really do a lot of phone interviews over the radio, but he did this one. And, well, it just fell apart really quickly. And this is excerpted from the Jim Rome Show because when I went looking for it on YouTube, I found a clip of it, but it was a case of somebody who spliced in the Notre Dame, I'm sorry, spliced in the Penn State fight song during various portions of the interview, and it didn't seem too authentic. So, at any rate, this is from around, yeah, around this time, December of 2009. Here is... Steve Dumig trying to talk to Joe Paterno, but he has to turn his microphone up and Joe can't hear him. So here we go. We have the legend uh, who, who a long time ago sat in my living room recruiting my brother, the head coach of the Penn State University. Hey, you got to speak up. There's a lot of people All right. here. All right. Well, we welcome you in, coach. And what I was saying is that you sat in my living room recruiting my brother a long time ago. So I've been a Penn State rooter for a long, long time being from Philadelphia. Can you hear me, Coach? I can't hear a word you're saying. All right, well. Uh, <laughs> Hang on just a second. Okay. Hey, yeah. See if you can get that. I can't hear a word. Are you there? I'm here, yes. Okay. Yeah, can I mean, you, I don't think I, you can, I, can you I'm, I'm screaming into the microphone as it is now. I mean. Can you hear me, Martha? Coach Paterno, I can hear you great, and I don't know if, can, can you, you hear me? I'm, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, Coach. I, I can't talk any louder than this. 
I tell you, I'm having trouble hearing you. All right. Well, why don't we hand? Uh, you know, what can I do? I can't. Can you hear me now? <laughs> no, he can't hear me. I can't yell any louder. I can't yell any louder. We'll just have to let this go. I'm sorry. Uh, we just can't do it. <laughs> I can't yell any louder than that. And I'm kicked off. This is my chance to talk to the legend. Oh, man. That really has to be a bummer. Is that, that, that was pretty much G- Jim Rome's take on it. He was saying, been there before. Can totally sympathize with that. You know, you try to get ready for this big interview, and it goes south real quick. It's it, it happens, man. It happens. It happens. It happens. And you know what? It sucks. It sucks when you try and get a big name on, and it goes south real quick. But hey, you know that's what happens. That's the perils of doing radio. But thankfully, I've never had any. Well, let's take that back. Years ago, when I did. Uh, years ago when I did something called The Freak Show on SweetFeatheryJesus.com, it was a little podcast that I did where I would just talk for 20 minutes and stuff like that. And I did a thing where I would interview some of the uh, people on the site, interviewed the guy who actually ran the site, and he was just very standoffish. Like, he was, like, he, like, he, it almost sounded like he didn't really want to be there, come to think of it. But, you know, hey, I mean, they, they, they can all be winners. They can't all be winners. Uh, but uh, now, uh, with that whole thing of Joe Paterno made me think of this. This was, I'm not sure if this was a legitimate advertising campaign or if this was just satire that they created after the fact, but Sandusky, Ohio had a tourism spot and it was pulled shortly after the Sandusky, the Jerry Sandusky, uh, controversy long before he was found guilty, by the way, this is pulled in like, this was in well, I first found it in February, so who knows how long it was floating around before it got yanked. But this is a, this is supposed to be a commercial for uh, tourism in Sandusky, Ohio, and it just it, it just it all comes out wrong, comes out horribly wrong, but it's unintentionally funny. Here we go. Come to Sandusky and let Sandusky shower you with love. Bring your son to Sandusky. Oh, he will no. never be the same again. Oh. Even at night when I close my eyes, I can still feel Sandusky inside. Ooh. Let Sandusky get a hold of you. <laughs> let Sandusky touch you the way Sandusky touched me. Oh. Sandusky, it's our little secret. Oh, man. Wow, Sandusky, it's our little secret. Ooh, that is frightening. That's a little frightening, if you ask me, folks. I'm 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 a little nervous about that one right now. That's 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 a little too close for comfort. I'm a little freaked out by that. I I, I don't know why. It just it just I don't know. It's just something 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 about that just rubs me the wrong way. It's just. Ugh. But I remember there was, uh, but I remember there's a little bit of redemption that uh, the night Sandusky was thrown in jail, all the uh, prisoners were crying around him going, hey, teacher, leave those kids alone. (laughs) And homage to Another Brick in the Wall, part two from Pink Floyd. Now, I want to play this for y'all. This is something that happened. uh, Let me get this thing here. There we go. All right. Now, uh, uh, for anybody who's been following this podcast, I got a friend named Holly who lives in Florida. She is a service dog. Uh, she is a U.S. military veteran. She's disabled. She is currently going through a lot of hard times right now. She needs money for a uh, 
new traveling trailer. Uh, but uh, this just this really has to be incredibly stressful. She went to somewhere the other day with her service dog. Her service dog is with her all the time. And this is an inst- this was an incident where she was turned away at a location. And this just shows me just how ignorant people are. And it's really disgusting to know that people in this current, the way things currently are, Though it's disgusting to you know that people act in this manner. Here we go. That's not, that's not how the, the laws work. So my service dog is not allowed to accompany me on the appointment? No. Okay. And yeah. the, the reason for that? That is, I'm assuming, allergy reasons for that, that's patients. Not, I don't know. Okay. But can I we offer do you not some, allow them. Can I office. offer you some um, information to help educate just for future? Okay, well. I mean, that's something you could take up with our office manager. Okay. By law, they have the right to say no. No, they actually don't. Not due to allergies, they can't. I, that's, I'm just assuming. I don't know if that's why, but I do know that they are not allowed in the office. All right, well, I'll contact them, and that's not, that's actually against the law. So, okay, we'll deal with it out here. Wow. That, 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 that right there is just disgusting because you have people who obviously don't know, you know, they don't know how to treat people of this caliber they just don't they don't and it is just disgusting and i've i've told the stories told the stories matter of fact i'm going to play the excerpt right now let me find it because i wasn't planning about talking about this too much all right here we get it here okay this is from july 30 i i this was the Wait, yeah, this is now. This is from July seventeenth, I believe, if I remember right. There I go in. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is this is uh, this is an excerpt from uh, July seventeenth, I believe, and uh, there's this. Well, it explains it nicely, but this just exemplifies just that. People are just, I don't know why, but they choose to be ignorant. It's okay to be ignorant on things, but one, 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 must, remer- one must work hard to remain stupid. Boy, that was a mouthful. Uh, anyway, here's the excerpt where I talk about something that I find to be very discriminatory. And unfortunately, it's something that I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my days. Here we go. I talked about this woman last week, Kayla with a C. She's a blind YouTuber. Uh, her channel mainly talks about blindness and dealing with it and the trials and tribulations that she goes through. And she vlogs occasionally. She went to Italy. She went to Disney World, stuff like that. She did this video, the top five annoying things that people say to visually impaired people. This one really bugs me. It's over there or any other vague direction or description that usually involves pointing. I was in Walmart like six months ago, stopping over to get some stuff. I go in there with my phone because I wanted to get... uh, something done with the phone and I asked the clerk I'm like uh, excuse me where's stuff for the other phones and the guy he did that exact thing she was just talking about that whole that whole it's over there arbitrarily possibly pointing to what I know is thin air and like one and a half seconds later 
a customer in line was like, uh, sir, he's blind, so that's not going to work. Uh, sir, just let you know it's off to your left. Like, oh, thank you. Part of it is just... I guess people are just like used to it that they really don't notice the cane after a while, I guess. They say they just... Well, no, because uh, no, I'm going to notice a cane. Uh, right, we've yeah. actually had a couple of... Uh, customers come into the store where they had at least one blind teenager with them and I noticed instantly. I've been around blind people on the regular for 15 years. Mm -hmm. The average person they might notice oh that's a blind person but that being said they don't know how to respond to a blind person. They really don't know. They don't know. No they don't. And it's it's very very sad that uh People are just so incredibly myopic at times. It, it's ve- it's very very disheartening. It's disheartening that we have people in society who have the mindset of, oh, you're not blind, or it's over there, and they just arbitrarily point, or they just don't know how to treat blind people in general. They just don't. They just don't know. They think they know, but they don't. It's really sad, actually. It's it's very sad. And Holly has been on this program before. She was on November 13th. If you want, you can check that on the archives. If you want to check out the July 17th episode, you got to go to uh, YouTube. I think it's YouTube.com forward slash underscore Waterhead, I think. Or maybe it's just YouTube.com forward slash Waterhead. I don't know. But uh, that's where a lot of the episodes are housed. And... Uh, so this is just a podcast. So I'm just letting y'all know that's that's where you can check it out if 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 you want to, of course. I mean, you don't have to, but just for reference purposes. Uh, at any rate, eight one three six zero two two seven one five. Would love to hear from y'all out there. If there's anybody out there, is there anybody out there? Oh, let's see. No, that's something else. Okay, I got a couple of messages here. A message, a cool message from my dad. He says he, he said he likes the music for the show. He likes that. So that's cool. Let's see. Where's the other message that he left here? Because he left two of them. Let's see this. Okay. First hour very smooth. Keep wait. Uh, let me see here. Very nice. All right. That was a really nice little message from my dad. Oh, reading a nice message from my dad here, folks. And the uh, uh, and uh, and you're probably wondering why did you you know why did you have that thing where you had Simon and Garfunkel's The Sound of Silence right after you played the Rolling Stones's Wild Horses? Well, I've always enjoyed listening to the radio and having the host come in. With music underneath them. I've always found them to be kind of cool for some reason. Like, regardless of what show it is. Like, if I'm listening to, like, you know, you're like, it's Howard Stern, you know, whoever it is. And I've just, I don't know, I've, I've, I've always been interested in that practice of just having a little bit of music in the background and then having the guy talk over the music and then have him just fade it out in the background as they go to what it is they're going to do next. I've always, I don't know why, that's, I've, I've, I've always been a fan of that and I've also been a fan of the, uh, the sweepers, little identifiers, doing this, that, and the other. So there we go with that. So that explains that. Uh, you know, I figure, you know, we got the holidays coming up. 
We got Christmas coming up in a couple of weeks, but last night was the beginning of Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah to all the... Happy Hanukkah to all the Jewish people out there. Or, you know, or even if you're not Jewish, but you still celebrate. Hey, you look, enjoy it. Just careful when you light the menorah. Uh, I've never been asked to light a menorah, and that's actually a good thing. And the, the only thing I've really done is, like, I've like I've held the candle, but I've always had someone, like, you know, like, like direct me as to like where to uh you know where, where to touch the other candles and light them up but uh i got a i got a twofer from adam sandler with the uh the hanukkah song and then after that i'm probably gonna talk a little bit about the holiday season what it means to me and then uh i got some uh funny christmas stuff coming up so be back after this it's a double shot of adam sandler the hanukkah song parts one and do back after this <laughs> This, uh, this is a song that, uh, there's a lot of Christmas songs out there, and uh, not too many Hanukkah songs, so uh, wrote, a, wrote a song for all those nice little Jewish kids who don't get to hear any Hanukkah songs. Here we go. Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah, so much Hanukkah to celebrate Festival of Lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. <laughs> when you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, here's a list of people who are Jewish, just like you and me. David Lee Roth lights the menorah So do James Conkirk Douglas and the late Dinosaurah Guess who eats together at the Carnegie Deli Bowser from Shanana and Arthur Fonzarelli <laughs> Paul Newman's half Jewish Goldie Hawn's half too Put them together. What a fine looking Jew. You don't need deck the halls or jingle bell rock. Cause you can spin a dreidel with Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock. Both Jewish. Put on your yarmulke. It's time for Hanukkah. The owner of the Seattle Supersonicas celebrates Hanukkah. O.J. Simpson, not a Jew. <laughs> but guess who is? Hall of Famer Rod Carew. He converted. We got Ann Landers and her sister, dear Abby. Harrison Ford's a quarter Jewish, not too shabby. <laughs> Some people think that Ebenezer Scrooge is. Well, he's not, but guess who is? All three Stooges. So many Jews are in showbiz. 
stage. Tell your friend Veronica, it's time to celebrate Hanukkah. Oh, bar, get a harmonica on this lovely, lovely Hanukkah. So drink your gin and tonica and smoke your marijuana. We get eight crazy nights. <laughs> but when you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, here's a new list of people who are Jewish. Just like you and me. Okay, that's okay. I got to put that on hold, unfortunately, because it it just it it, it decided to uh, stop right in the middle. <laughs> Isn't that something? It cuts off right in the middle. <laughs> Dang, ain't that something? Ain't that something, folks? Right in the middle, right in the middle of the party, and it goes nope. Not today. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this darn thing. I don't know if I need to... Uh, I don't know what I need to do. I don't know if I should... Huh. I've... I've. You know, this. the only other time it's happened was like a couple of weeks. No, like... like Yeah, the very first episode, first episode I did uh, back on the podcast. Welcome everybody to the program. I remember I was right in the middle of doing the uh, pandemic uh, montage and then it just stopped right there. <laughs> Well, isn't that something? Ain't that crazy? Ugh. Hate when it does that junk. All right. I uh, got to pause for a little bit here. Got to pause, got to pause, got to pause, got to pause. But back after this. I don't have anything to really play because... If I, I don't have anything to play because I normally... I would normally, you know, I'd... I'd it, it's going to be a little tough for me to talk and try and get something queued up at the same time and all. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll try. Well, okay, hang on. Let's see. Close. Wait, wait. Why is this not closing out? This is so crazy. Ugh. And what time is it now? 731. Okay, okay, okay. 831. All right. What, what, I'll, what I'll do is I'll. Okay. Hold on. I'll, 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 I'll try. I'll, I'll, I'll get it. Don't worry. Hold on. What the heck happened? This is so... Uh, he when it does this crap. All right. All right. Uh, had, had, had to call off the Adam Sandler double shot early because the computer just stopped. That sucks. 
but luckily it's the pro it's the computer that plays all of the uh stuff all the uh all the music and whatnot but uh at any rate i figure i'm going to just talk about this you know we we are in the throes of the holiday season and uh being at work i've endured many hours of christmas music and uh you know, there are some songs that I like, some songs that I'm really getting tired of hearing. Uh, the one song that really drives me nuts, and I know it's supposed to be a novelty song. I get that. I understand that completely. I, I, I am fully aware that it is a novelty song, but it is just so ridiculous. Like, it's, it's, it's supposed to be funny, but I don't think it's too funny. I don't think it's very funny. It's uh, Gala Peavy's I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. Yes, that is the name of the song. And she wrote this thing when she was like, she recorded this thing when she was like 10 years old and it's this girl and she wants a hippopotamus for Christmas because she says that only a hippopotamus will do. And she goes on to say that uh, she, uh, she doesn't want a doll or a toy. She just wants a hippopotamus to play with. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, a hippopotamus probably doesn't want to play with you. Probably wants to kill you if you get too close to it. Uh, then the kid tries to explain, saying that Santa wouldn't really mind. Uh, I think he would because he's got eight caribous, or nine, I should say, if you include Rudolph, moving that big sled around, moving the sleigh around. So I think a hippopotamus would just be a lot of weight. I think it really would be. Henley just... Uh, Wait, hold, hold on a hold on a second. Yeah, come in. Hey, man, was that in the kitchen? Uh huh. You dropped a fish stick on the floor. Oh, come on, it's just one, man. Yeah, I know, but you know, I can't exactly make ice skates out of them. Oh, that 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 was that was your plan? Yeah, I was gonna make ice skates out of the fish sticks, but you only put one on the floor. You only put two. Well, I didn't mean to drop it on the floor, man. Okay, okay, somebody's going straight. Now you want to go ice skating with the fi- get, get out of here, man. You're just you're 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 acting crazy. All right, look, just go back to the fridge and just get some more uh, soda if you want it. I do want the soda, man. You should lay off it because one of these days you're going to be forty-five years old and you're going to have a kidney stone, man. It's going to happen. You're going to be kidney stone guy, and it will be fun. All right, get him out of here. All right. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's just preposterous to think that a hippopotamus would want to play with a kid. Totally preposterous. And some of, some of the other ones that, uh, well, th- this one always throws me off. Whenever I hear a Christmas song from the Beach Boys, because it's such a departure from their usual music. Everybody knows them for... The beach bum surfer mentality, and all of a sudden they're doing Christmas tunes. Just I don't know. It seems really bizarre for them. Like you know, like like I like I never would have thought that of all groups, the Beach Boys would do a mute would would do a song about Christmas. That is just I don't know. I've always found that to be very peculiar to me. And the one I keep hearing a lot is that. Of uh, Frosty the Snowman, uh, Frosty the Snowman. I hear that one a lot. Which, you know, let's 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 take this logically. Let's take this one logically for a little bit, okay? All right. What makes the old silk hat so magical? All right, they put this old silk hat on the snowman. And all of a sudden, that brings him to life. That gets him going. You mean 
You mean you mean they couldn't use like a Yankees hat or a Brooklyn Dodgers hat or a New York Mets hat or a uh, you know or a uh, you know or a Washington next you know or just a regular hat? Like no, they'd use an old silk hat because that that's what that's what brings him to life supposedly. And he jumps around and all this other stuff, and then and then he just goes away, and we never hear about the hat ever again. Like what do you do with the hat? Like, was he, like, as he was walking away from everybody, did he just take the hat and throw it away, or did he just keep it, or did he hawk it for, like, a snow cone or something? I, I don't know. They, they never explain that to us, do they? Nope, they never do. And there's that one version where he says, I'll be back on Christmas Day at the end. Well, what does he do on Christmas Day, exactly? What what, what does he do? What is, what is he, like, the cabana boy or something, or... What what's he doing? Is he does he does he have to work with the Eskimos or something? Does he does he have to does he have to like watch Santa as he's uh, like taking a nap or something? I don't know. They they never explain that one either. The other another Christmas song, my favorite things. It's got that line in there. When the dog bites, when the bee stings, when I'm feeling sad, I think of my favorite things and I don't feel so bad. Look, if the dog bites or if the bee stings, I wouldn't be, I. I wouldn't necessarily be trying to think of my favorite things. I would be thinking about how to get to a damn hospital or at least call someone who's good at first aid or something like that. It, it, it depends how deep the dog bite is. You know, they, they, they never elaborate as to how bad of a dog bite it is. I mean, it could be a case where you have to get 200 shots right in the stomach or, you know, or it could be a little case of, ah, the little bugger nipped me. I'll just, you know, I'll just put a little, you know, it's a little bit of a scrape. He didn't, he didn't cut anything. He didn't tear anything. So I'll just be on my way. Da-da-dee-do. That sort of thing. Um, but yeah, there's that. Uh, the, the other, another, another Christmas song that I really, I don't know, like Sleigh Ride. Yeah, it's supposed to invoke fun. But here's something I'm wondering. How exactly can two people be comfy and cozy in a sled where they're all they're snuggled up together like two birds of a feather? You know what they're not mentioning? They're not mentioning the they're, they're not mentioning that they're sitting on this hard bench-like surface basically and the horse is moving them around basically. And so that 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 is that's cozy evidently. Okay, well whatever floats your boat. As long as you don't get frostbite out there, kids. Then there's that part about uh, there's a there, there's there's a couple of versions. Like one version says there's a Christmas party at the home of Farmer Gray, and then another version says there's a birthday party at the home of Farmer Gray. Well, which one is it? Is it a Christmas party or a birthday party, or are they doing one of those things where they celebrate both on one day? I don't know, but uh, you know, so so you know. Yeah, it invokes nice imagery, but I don't know. I'm just I'm a little skeptical about some stuff here. And a uh, common one I often hear is uh, they play a lot of Frank Sinatra. Like they play Let It Snow, which is, you know, nice little song about being snowed in. But the guy, he realizes, hey, look, when we finally leave, I'm really going to hate leaving you behind. But at least I got my coat. And if you'll take me home, that'll be great. Then there's Baby It's Cold Outside, which I can only describe as basically the winter season, but with a nice touch of Stockholm Syndrome, or holding somebody against their will, or maybe a ransom note, I don't know, because the woman is saying, I really can't stay, and the guy is trying to, and the guy is telling her over and over again, it's cold outside, it's cold outside, 
I wonder if that guy has a chloroform rag somewhere in his place. He probably does. He's He's got to be up to some really sadistic stuff if he's... And especially there's that one line, put some records on while I pour. And then right after that, there's that line of, say, what's in this drink? Oh, that's, I don't know, that's very unsettling in today's world, man. Very unsettling. There's there's something about it that just doesn't sit right with me. Something about it doesn't pass the smell test, basically. And, you know, so there's that. And... Another Christmas song that I thankful, well, a Christmas song I thankfully have not had to hear in a long time, Dominic the Italian Christmas Donkey. I heard it one time and I thought it was incredibly ridiculous the first time I heard it, and it just gets more ridiculous as it goes on. So you can go check that out if you want. Uh, yeah, so that, uh, the, the other, uh, um, another, uh, well, I heard this one a lot growing up. The variations on Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. The Batmobile lost its wheel, the Joker got away. Wait a second. Who directed this song? Joel Schumacher? Because it seems like all of his... like It seems like in a lot of his, in a lot of his movies, the bad guy gets away. Batman Forever, bad guy gets away. Uh, phone Booth, bad guy gets away. I can't think of anything else, but that's... But, well, Joel even says in the DVD commentary for Phone Booth when it ends, he goes... A lot of people give me shit for getting the bat from the bad guy get away. I don't know why he does that either. I don't. Know, I don't know why he did that. I don't know. He. I don't know. Did he have some dark streak about him that we don't know. But anyway. So yeah. But and, and I will say that I have heard. Uh, I wondered this one time. They classify it as a Christmas song, but it only mentions Chris, it only mentions Christmas once. But it's a nice little tune if if you're into that stuff. Uh, Dan Fogelberg's "Same Old Lang Syne." I I, I I like that song. It's 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 a nice nice little tune about requited love and what could have been. Basically, two old flames meeting up, and that was actually based on a true story. But it was never never confirmed until after he passed away. After Dan Fogelberg passed away, the woman in the song came forward and said, "Yeah, that's about me." But he changed a couple of things. But uh, you know, it was it. Uh, you know, I mean, hey, worked out well for him. Look how much money he raked in for his music, and well, just that song in general, because that song gets a lot of plays around uh, various stations and whatnot. And it's it, it's nice, nice. But another novelty Christmas song that I'm not a fan of is Alvin and the Chipmunks. I just I've never been a fan of those cartoon characters. Like the squeaky high pitched little rodents. I've like like the gibberish fast talking characters, I've never have been fond of them. Like, as I said, Alvin the Chipmunks. I'm not fond of the minions. I don't understand their popularity. And Alvin the Chipmunks, I mean Ross Bagdasarian, it was just one studio trick and that got him basically uh, anything he wanted i mean back in 1958 he was struggling and then he decided to record i think his first recording was the witch doctor song ooh ee ooh ah ah ting tang walla walla bing bang ooh ee ooh ah ah ting tang walla walla bing bang and he did that with the chipmunks and that that got him big and then all of a sudden it just like spiraled and it snowballed into what it was and i just i don't know i've never been a fan of the chipmunks i've never really been a fan of that song and you know, Simon just sounds like an egomaniac when when uh, when uh, Dave tells him that he sounded good. He goes naturally, and of course, Alvin. You know, Alvin has got. Okay, I'm going to say right now. I think Alvin was adopted. You know, because the way Dave yells at him, you know, 
you'd, you'd think Alvin was like the black sheep of that bunch. Which I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, but at any rate, that's all I had in regards to uh, some Christmas tunes that I've uh, endured. Uh, but, uh, oh, wait, hang on. I, hang on. I got my, gotta get my thing plugged back in. My bad. I, I didn't have my thing plugged in. Stand by. Let me look at the time real quick. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Show's almost over. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, right now, for your listening pleasure, got some uh, Christmas themed uh, stuff. Hope you all enjoy it. You're going to hear uh, Pretty Paul Parsons. He's kind of like an opening act kind of a guy, but he's really funny. He does a little sketch where he pretends to be Santa. Then you're going to hear a, a couple of Christmas-themed jokes I found off of uh, Jackie the Joke Man Martling, some of his uh, albums over the years. And then you're going to hear, uh, let's see, Dave Attell, the Jim Gaffigan, and then rounding out the collection, George Carlin. This is, of course, if the computer doesn't decide to freeze up on me halfway through. So here we go. Here's, here's, here's some Christmas stuff for you. Hope you all enjoy it. And uh, maybe you might get a couple of funny jokes out of it. I don't know. But anyway... Here it is. Enjoy it. Kids, today we have a special treat. A word from your friend Santa. Cookies and milk. Motherfucking cookies and goddamn milk. Is that all you cocksuckers can think to give me? I bring you VCRs, video games, all kind of shit, and you give me cookies and goddamn milk? Yeah, that's a fucking fair trade. Did you ever think about a shooter? A few rounds of blow, maybe a blow job. I ride around all fucking night with deer shit hitting me in the face. I'm overweight, I'm constipated, and you shitheads give me cookies and motherfucking milk. Then I have to go back to the goddamn North Pole and stumble over fucking elves. And Hey, you want to know why we have elves? Because we don't have kids. Why? My wife won't fuck. I'm 300 years old. I've never been laid. And, oh, oh yeah, pardon me. There's something else you cocksuckers give me. It's letters. Three billion motherfucking letters. Merry goddamn Christmas. Fuck you. I quit. Thanks, Santa. So this lonely Irish drunk goes walking in the bar. It's Christmas Eve. He's very depressed. He says, bartender, give me a beer and a shot of whiskey. Bartender gives him a beer and a shot of whiskey. Drinks the beer and pours a shot of whiskey in his pocket. Six drinks, the same thing. Drinks the beer, pours a shot of whiskey. Finally, the bartender says, look, it's lonely. It's Christmas Eve. I feel bad. I know you're depressed. I'm depressed. But, Mac, you've got to tell me what's going on. He says, it's none of your business. Nephew, we give me a hard time. I'll break your face. And a mouse pops out of his pocket. Says, that goes for your fucking cat, too. <laughs> these two kids. One's an incredible optimist. The other was an incredible pessimist, right? For Christmas, the pessimist gets an ink pen, a beautiful silk shirt, and a $100 bill. The optimist gets a stocking full of horse shit. Christmas morning, the pessimist comes down. He opens it. Jesus! This ink pen will probably leak all over the shirt. I'll probably lose the $100 bill. <laughs> The optimist looks at his stock and goes, Oh! A pony! Oh, he's gone, but he'll be back! <laughs> couple wakes up one morning. The wife says, I had a dream last night. It was Christmas. And the tree was decorated with penises. Long ones, short ones, black ones, white ones, circumcised, uncircumcised. At the top of the tree was the perfect penis. Her husband says, is that mine? She says, now yours was being hit by one of those little lights. <laughs> he says, well, I had a dream myself. Really? Oh, yeah. Christmas time. But this tree was decorated with vaginas. <laughs> little ones, big ones. 
bushy ones, shaved ones. And at the top of the tree was the perfect vagina. She was that mine? He says, no, they were using yours as the tree stand. What's the difference between Santa Claus and a bartender? <laughs> Santa Claus only has to look at eight assholes. <laughs> Three guys are walking out of a Christmas party. They slip on the ice, go flying down the stairs. They all fall to their deaths. They come up in front of St. Peter. He says, listen, guys, it's Christmas Eve. I'll let you into heaven if you got something to commemorate Christmas. First guy reaches his pocket, takes out his lighter and lights it and says, it's a candle. St. Peter says, very good. Come on in. Second guy, not yet. (laughs) Second guy takes out his keys. He jingles them. He says, sleigh bells. St. Peter says, very creative. Come on in. Third guy reaches into his pocket, pulls out a pair of stained woman's undies, puts them under St. Peter's nose, and says, These are carols. <laughs> now, I'm a drinker, man. There's only one drink I don't like eggnog. How did they think that up? I want to get a little drunk, but I also want some pancakes. <laughs> Do you know what eggnog really is? You're not going to want to hear it, but I'll tell you. Elf cum. That's what it is. You might as well pour it on your back and slap yourself on the ass. I love our holiday traditions, like the Christmas tree, where we go out and we chop down a tree and we put it in our living room. Kind of sounds like the behavior of a drunk man, really. Some woman wakes up. Honey, why is there a, a pine tree? In our living room. Alright, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna decorate it for Jesus. Dang it. Wow, that's that's the second t- that's the second time this computer has decided to go on me tonight. Wow, ain't that something, folks? Hot dang! You know, it's just getting ready to uh, you know. Uh, I don't know what happened there. That that's just so weird. This is the second time the computer's done that. Dang it! Well, anyway, uh, you know, well that Gaffigan bit was almost over anyway. But you know, I got some time, so I'm gonna try and do the. Uh, Paying homage to the uh, the Carlin bit, the uh, Carlin bit that I was gonna fe- that I featured in this uh, montage before it stopped on me was where he was talking about parents who at Christmas time they send you uh, pictures, you know, parents who at Christmas time send you pictures of their children, pictures you didn't ask for and you don't want, but it's fun throwing the pictures away, you know. It's like. Oh, what's this? Luann's 12 this year. Fuck Luann. I I give a shit how old she is. Does she have any tits yet? Send me a picture of Luann's tits. Then I know I'm going to have a happy new year, too. Then, just to compound your holiday pleasure, they enclose a family newsletter. Just what you've been hoping for. News about people you can barely fucking remember. We're so proud of Brad, he's been accepted into dental school. Yeah, in the Philippines. After four tries. Fuck Brad and everybody else who looks like Brad. Judging from his picture, I think he's jerking off too much. Keep him away from Luann. 
Oh, gosh. So there you go. Well, homage to uh, Carlin there for you. And this computer. Oh, there it goes. Well, that sucks. Well, that just sucks. Oh, my God. Let me just do this here. Uh, oh, wow. It amazingly didn't stop there. Or did it? What the heck? Oh, jeesh. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, this stinks. <laughs> Whole thing just stopped on a dime right there. I don't know. And maybe, I don't know. Maybe the computer needs to be updated. I don't know. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. I should turn the microphone down a little bit. But anyway, yeah. Uh, you get the idea with uh, you know the Christmas themed stuff. Hope you guys enjoyed that. And uh, well, I don't want to leave just yet. I just want to talk just a few more minutes here about what I want to do in regards to the brand, what I want to do in regards to uh, this program, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I am looking to uh, expand the brand, and I'm looking to do some merchandising. Uh, I'm looking to get some old pictures of me captioning them with something fun or something serious or whatever and uh, try and uh, put those on something and get some money off of them. And I still would like to incorporate anybody who wants to do the imaging thing. You most certainly can. I encourage it. Uh, But other, you know, just uh, I just hope that. Next year, things are different. I know that a lot of people have been saying, a lot of people have been saying for the past, like, I don't know, two, three weeks, people have been saying, man, can't believe it, 2020 is almost over. Yes. Well, that might be, but, you know, just because 2020 is over doesn't mean that the pandemic stuff isn't. I mean, you know, that that's like in 2016, if somebody said, man, I can't wait 2016 is over, which a lot of people did, but you know, you, you take a look at the way people acted in 2016 and they acted as if 2016 was like the absolute worst year ever. Like, like you couldn't sign on social media or turn on the news or turn on the radio or whatever without hearing a famous name died in 2016. Like it was rampant, like every other day it would seem like, and it was getting out of control. 2020, we just had, you know, we, we had average citizens passing away. We had a couple of famous people pass away from Corona. And it's just, it, it sucks, man. And I don't know, until the vaccine is made readily available and all this other stuff, I don't think, I don't think we're out of the woods. That is just my opinion, folks. I do not believe we're out of the woods. Not, not by a long shot, anyway. Not, not for a while, anyway. And what the heck just happened with the computer now? Because now it's not talking. And I want to play this out row. But I can't. Because the thing's all locked up on me. That sucks. Darn it. <laughs> Wanted to roll the out row and now I can't. And it's seven. It's 8.55 I should say. Show's almost over. I would be promoting some of the other stuff, but it, would, but it seems kind of pointless when I'm not on any of the other networks. So it seems, yeah, so it's, it's kind of ridiculous that I promote stuff that I'm not even on. Why promote if I'm not there? If I'm going to be there, you know, if, if I'm going to be on, you know, if, if I'm on the networks, I'll gladly promote. But if I'm not, then what, you know, if, if I'm not there, then what's the point? 
It's ridiculous to do that. Totally ridiculous. All right. Uh, well, well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Oh, come on. Oh, you stinking thing. Oh, dang it. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Oh. This is not how I wanted to end the program. I wanted to end the program with this with this uh, with this imaging that I made a few days ago, and now I can't even do that because like the computer has. I'm not sure if the oh there we go. Oh jeez, there we go. Oh there we go. Holy jeez. Oh my gosh, that was an ordeal and a half. Do I got it here or no? Do I got it? Oh no. Oh, 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 shoot, yeah, 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 there it is, there it is, <laughs> I hit it too hard, I accidentally hit it, and it, it made me jump a little bit, all right, well, everybody, that's gonna be the end of the show, I'm Lawrence Ross, thank you so much for tuning in, uh, next year, 2021, I'm hoping to get your help with buying the merchandise, participating with, uh, imaging, and hope that if you like what you hear, please spread the word, tell your friends, tell people on social media, share this program, let them know that there's a man out there who is just trying to make his mark on society. I'm Lawrence Ross. Good Lord willing in the creek don't rise. That's what I always say. Tell someone you love that you love them and mean it. And I hope everybody out there is a very Merry Christmas. Hope you have a good Hanukkah. Uh, hope that you take care of yourselves. Take care of your family. Take care of your friends. Call someone over the holiday. Call somebody over the holiday. See how they're doing. Somebody you haven't talked to in a while. Give them a call. See, Ask what's up. You might learn something. Maybe you might learn a little bit something about yourself along the way. I don't know. But what I do know is that this is Lawrence Ross Show. Thanks so much for listening. And I will see you in 2021. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. You are the motherfucking Antichrist! You've been listening to The Lawrence Ross Show. Email the show, blindlawrence at gmail.com. There's a letter in your mailbox. Follow him on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, all ending in forward slash blindlawrence. Be careful of the fucking wall! Check out his YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Lawrence Ross. Become a fan of the show on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash lross1987. I'll send a shiny happy ass in front of Rate and subscribe to the show on iTunes, or follow the show on Spotify. I search Lawrence Ross. Get out and take your Sacagawea dollars with you. This week's edition of the Lawrence Ross Show Yikes! has just hit the brakes. Keep your ugly fucking gold bricking ass out of my beach community. You lose! Good day, sir! I was making radio shows for fun. Everybody does it. Everybody I know does. Shut up! And Baba Booey to y'all. <laughs>